Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Good morning. Welcome to A Seeking Heart with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. Usually we go live on Facebook when we're going to do these interviews, and the software always counts down for the last three years. Today it didn't. I don't know how much of my conversation you heard beforehand, but I was just saying that no matter how much I stare at the screen and try to make the cutest little face for the thumbnail, I'm pretty sure somebody gets paid extra money to pick the weirdest face I can make. Anyway, also for those who have been listening for the last few weeks, I have figured out where to put the birds during my live interviews, so no more chirping in the background. So thank you for staying with me and not giving up on the bird uh, noises. So without further ado, I am joined today by, I mean, I just fangirl, totally fangirl over this woman. And I'm so excited to bring her to you again. We interviewed her many years ago for Victoria, Victorious um, Secrets, Victorious Secrets. Is that correct? Yes. And today I bring to you Laura Phelps and her new book, Sweet Cross, A Marian Guide to Suffering, out from Our Sunday Visitor. Laura, thank you so much for coming back. I'm so happy to be back. It was too long, too long. It's always good to be with you. Oh, my goodness. I was, I mean, there's just so much to say about this book. The first thing I have to do is make a true confession. When um, I was sent the the book um, introduction, I wasn't really sent the physical book. I was asked if I would have you on to talk about your new book. And I saw the title and I thought, oh yeah, I don't want to think about crosses because if I don't think about them, they won't come. And it was because it was you and I am such a fangirl that I reluctantly said, sure, I'll have her on, but don't send me a book. I'll just read the PDF. Wow, was I wrong. And I, you know what I love, Laura, and I'd love for you to start maybe here, was this fact that we compare crosses and sometimes we see a book and we see perhaps just a little bio about it and a description and we think oh i can't relate to this book i was completely wrong i could completely relate to sweet cross tell us tell me a little bit about i'm sure this happens uh, a lot with this book yeah absolutely um because let's be honest nobody wants to talk about suffering we don't want to look at it 
We want to avoid it. And especially today, I mean, look at the amount of escapism. You know, we've got an escape door everywhere we turn, whether it's Netflix or a bottle of wine or it's our phones, it's social media. You know, there's there's a whole bunch of things we could do to avoid looking at what we don't want to look at. And so, yeah, I totally get it. You know, people are always like, oh, what's your book about? You know, the dentist asked me. I was like, well, about suffering. <laughs> and people kind of look at you like you're crazy. But here's the thing. Show me the person that's not going to suffer in this life. Oh, amen. Show me the person. And then as Catholics, right, who were called to imitate Christ, well, his entire life was a cross and a martyrdom. So it was really important for me to put this out there, not to compare my own suffering to yours or yours to mine. There's somebody out there that's going to look at my crosses and think that's nothing compared to what I've got on my plate. And that is the last thing I want this to be. This isn't about, I've got it worse than you. Uh, This is about that overarching feeling, whether it's fear or dread, (laughs) um, just unspeakable grief or sorrow, all these emotions and feelings that we have because of the crosses that we've been given. And I just wanted to show people that no matter what your cross is, doesn't have to look like mine, no matter what your cross is, there is a really good way to carry it. Most of us aren't carrying it well, because we're doing, like you say, we're avoiding it or we're escaping it. There is a good way to carry it. And it's really important that we do, because that's how we get to heaven. (laughs) Well, I have to say the Lord um, absolutely picked the right person to bring this story to life because you have such a, a great humor in your writing. It's not the kind of humor that detracts from the story. It actually makes the story something that everyone can read. And even when it gets very heavy and there are times in your book that your crosses, they, they're they're pretty hard to read. They get pretty heavy. Um, but knowing your your beautiful sense of humor and how you look at life, even in the midst of the difficulties, um, I thought really helped me continue to read. I gobbled the whole book down in one sitting. <laughs> I just couldn't stop myself. I was like, I, I want to know what's next. And I also love, um, and you did, you brought in something that I think more people need to know about is the 10 principal virtues of our blessed mother. I actually just, uh, I did my first consecration to Jesus through Mary back in 2013. And my parish is starting it again as a whole parish with our new pastor um, on November 6th. And I'm very excited to dive back in, especially because we're, we're doing it this time with Louis de Montfort's book and not 33 Days to Morning Glory, which is fantastic. I absolutely recommend it. But this is my first time diving in oh, in, the, in the original, right? The, the, the goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will be fantastic. I tell you, true. so it's true devotion to Mary is St. Louis de Montfort. He's got the total preparation for consecration. That was a game changer for me mm. in my suffering, in my walk on this hideous road to the glorious <sighs> cross, right? He he just blew it all out of the water for me. I mean, I recommend, I recommend my book and I definitely recommend a consecration using true devotion because what a game changer. And yeah, in it, he he's drawn up this idea of these 10 principal virtues of our lady. And I can actually read them to you. I can't memorize. Oh, them. I'm good to get like six of them. 
So according to St. Louis de Montfort, these are the 10 principal virtues of Mary. They're lively faith, ardent charity, divine wisdom, heroic patience, profound humility, angelic sweetness, surpassing purity, blind obedience, universal mortification, and constant mental prayer. And I absolutely love the, the, the way that you weave them into um, the story, into the book, where you could take your, yourself through this journey of building these virtues. We know that building virtues is one step forward, two steps back. There's no such thing as I'll do this one and then I'll move to this one. Mm-hmm. But I do love that it ends with this. For I like a to-do list. So I love that it ends with the constant mental prayer because I feel like that is where kind of the crux of all of it. If I learn and spend more time there, then I'm going to do pretty well and and gaining some ground in the other um, 11. Did did you find that as as well? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It, it, It switches up here and there for me, but you're, you're right. Because I was thinking about this, you know, unless we're really plugged in to a relationship with Christ, I mean, good luck. <laughs> good luck, everyone. You know, you have to be plugged in, right? Yes. There, it is not our human tendency to love and embrace the cross. It is not human tendency to love pain and suffering and have hideous things happen in our lives. But if we're plugged into Christ, if we've got that prayer life, um, if we stay connected, right? Um, that changes everything. That changes everything because then we're, we're willing to suffer for those that we love, right? We're willing to suffer or feel pain or be inconvenienced when there's a relationship. So that is definitely key. So yes, that, that constant mental prayer and then the obedience mm-hmm. and then the obedience that was probably and still remains to be one of the harder things for me. And not just obedience, but this virtue is blind obedience, right? So it's true acceptance over God's, true acceptance of God's will over our own. Which is always the hardest thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I prayed, Lord, let my will be done. I mean, oops, right. <laughs> your will be done. And let your will be done as long as it matches my will. I have all kinds of caveats that I. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and we do that. And really, we're just praying to ourselves. We're not praying to God because we're just hoping he's going to bend to our will. And yeah. that is one of my spiritual gifts to pray so that he sort of comes on my side. And I always say, I want to do his will, but if it involves suffering, I want him to do mine a little bit more. So that blind obedience, obedience is so important. It's so important. And that's really where our lady comes in for me. And I would say universally for everyone, because she said yes to a plan that came with no guarantee. And she did it because she loved him and she loved him because she knew scripture. And so she had a relationship with him. And that's the key. That's the key. The key to carrying your cross is not, oh, what can I do to get rid of this? What can I do to escape it? There's a great book, The Impact of God, about St. John of the Cross. And he says, God's greatest, you know, Jesus's greatest exhortation was not escape. It was do not be afraid. Yes. Because the cross is going to be there and the suffering is going to be there, but let's not be afraid of it. And so when you're scared, who do you go to? Run to your mom. Go to your mm-hmm. mom. And so that's where Mary really played and continues to play just an enormous role. I start my every day with her. That is how every morning starts. I am per- in like a perpetual 54-day novena. 
<laughs> let's be honest. The first three I, I did, I was like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a very a, a few times in my early prayer life that I thought this prayer thing's broken. Like, what did I do wrong? Uh, I actually happened to be in the middle of a 54 day rosary novena with Hallow, uh, the Hallow app right now, and it was one of the first things I did that started my journey, really forward in accepting God's will for me, whatever that be. Um, and I think when you talk about the Blessed Mother, I think what she for me is that being filled with grace. And I think everything you're talking about, being connected, starting with scripture, um, doing all the prayer, is because that are those places we fill our grace well, right? She was filled with grace, therefore she could accept the will of God because that's um, her will and his will become one will. Right. And as I know that um, Maximilian Colby talks about that, the big W plus the little W in equals sanctification equals sainthood, which is kind of what we all want, because this is, um, a, what do they call it, a, a, a passing affliction. There's another word for it, but this momentary. is a blink of an, yeah. That's it. Momentary affliction, a blink of an eye, a whisper like this goes by in a heartbeat. Um, and so if we don't stay heavenly focused, I think that's when we lose our peace because we want all the good here and god's like it's the eternal reward not the temporal reward right right and, and we love the temporal reward we you oh, know i <laughs> have it so flipped you said that so beautifully it's so true mary you know her only desire in life her only desire for her life was to do the will of god you know and can we say the same can we say the same? Not every day, I'll be honest. That's not <laughs> every day. But when we get in that sweet spot, when we get connected, and you know when you feel it, when, you, when you're when mm. you just, I do love you, Lord. And look, I think it's a lot easier for me, 51, as I'm you know, getting closer to the end. Right there with you, girl. To accept, you know what? This earth isn't lasting. I'm, I'm going to go for heaven as opposed to maybe my 15 year old. You know, it's a hard concept to live yeah. for eternity, live for eternity. But that's what she did. And she saw everything from that eternal perspective. And if we did that, then then these would look like momentary afflictions, yet necessary hardships, as St. Paul calls them. Right. They are necessary. And that's also the point I really want people to understand is. Your cross is necessary. You know, St. Elizabeth of Trinity says life is just a succession of crosses. This is our ticket to heaven. It's not the good time. It's not the easy day. I've never been improved by anything easy in my life, ever. It's fun, but it doesn't make me better. It doesn't give me something to share, and it doesn't bring me closer to God. And and I'm fascinated, and, and it dawned on me writing this book and walking through my own pain and suffering, that there's actually no safer place to be than the place we continue to avoid, which is the very foot of the cross. Because the center of God's will is where we belong, and that is where we're safe. Wow. It's just so powerful. It's just insanely hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not saying that the sweet cross is the easy cross. No, I mean, it's, a, it's the worst. Cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a, you know, a trilogy in part two is the worst cross. <laughs> the worst. It's hard. And yeah, I don't yeah. say any of this, like I've got it all together and all figured out, but I'm getting pieces. I'm getting pieces. And that's why I want to share it with others because maybe selfishly, 
when I share it, it makes my cross a little bit lighter too. If I could share it with somebody else and just let somebody else find a little bit of relief and not just be, you know, a hoarder of grace and, you know, keep mama all to myself. I want to share her with everybody. And she's waiting for us there. She is stationed at the foot of the cross, just waiting for us to participate in that suffering. And then she'll show us how she'll show us how to do it through these virtues. 100%. I think think that's a really important part of this book that people have to understand. This is not your memoir. This is, here's the cross that I carried, my family carried, my community carried. But the bigger part of each chapter is the lessons on how we can navigate our crosses with these virtues, with our faith, with the Blessed Mother, with... um, all the graces and blessings God says, like nothing's impossible for God. It may feel impossible in this moment, but we're never abandoned nor alone. Again, these are all scripture. This is not Allison words. These are scriptures. And and you said this earlier, this is truly how we start to hear God's voice in our, our life, how we can truly build this relationship is that we speak with him and there's no better place to speak with him than through his word. But I really, I really, if um, nothing else people hearing today uh, understand is that the book is not a memoir. It is a guide for us who live every day carrying some cross or another, big, little, small. Your cross is always perfectly fitted for you. It's really how we do that with the grace and blessings that God provides us in this day to day. Would you say that I'm Close on that or one hundred percent. When I mean it's it's sweet cross, a Marian guide to suffering. And that's exactly what it is. This isn't, hey, look at what I've carried. This this is this is how we can carry it well. Because I think, you know, the universal response to suffering is always why. Right? Mm-hmm. Why? And the danger in asking why, well, aside from the fact that you're never gonna get an answer. <laughs> And then if he did answer, you'd be like, yeah, I'm not good with that. <laughs> so, But the danger in asking why is that that's when we start to doubt, which always leads to confusion. And it's the confusion that ultimately shreds our faith, not necessarily the suffering itself, because we are strong people. We can withstand an enormous amount of suffering. So it's that confusion that really kind of gets us. And we, we walk away from our faith and we walk away from God. And I've seen it happen in my community. I've seen it happen in my own family. And I'm here to tell you that walking away doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And I just want people's lives to work. And I don't want my suffering to be in vain. I want to use it. And we all need to be using it. We need to be using it and showing the world this example of how to carry the cross. Mary didn't ask why. You know, Angel Angel Gabriel shows up, invites her to say no, not just yes, but she had to first say no to everything she had planned so that she could say yes to a plan that came with no guarantee, which is quite fascinating, right? But she did it. She did it. And she gives us that example of not asking why, but asking how. So this is the how. Sweet Cross is the how. You know, how can I do this, you know? Because there is a way. There is a way. And it, and crosses are, it's the center symbol of our faith, right? I'm looking at your necklace. I'm looking at mine. We both carry the miraculous medal. Um, 
for me, I couldn't imagine my life without it. And the reason I added it to my necklace, I also have the cross. I always wear, I wear the Trinity cross, which is, um, it's, God is the cross with the corpus of Christ and then the, um, the dove. So it's, you know, the whole Trinity right there with me all the time. But talking about the miraculous medal is I added it to my necklace because it came with the promise mm-hmm. that Mary would be with me in that final hour that anyone, you know, dies wearing this, Mary promises to come and be with you. And I know like with every cross that I have, it's not just the end that she waits to be there with me. I know every time I reach up and touch that miraculous medal, because it also is this, the lesson from the miraculous medal is grace, right? That God has all this abundant grace that comes from him. And as she shows it through the rays of her fingers with the light ones, the ones we take and the dark ones are the ones that are there, but we don't use. And For me, it's that reminder that God's grace is abundant. And yes, my crosses may also be abundant, but I'm never in them alone. And that um, I think that's what all of these virtues showed us that you included in your book, the 10 virtues that St. Louis de Marford gives us is how do we we cooperate and take advantage of the abundant grace God has for us. Amen. That was awesome. Well, thank you. I- <laughs> you nailed it, sister. No, that it's so true. It is <gasps> grace is sufficient. And if we could just change our frame, you know, look through this through a different lens, our suffering and understand this isn't about even getting get getting beyond it, because there's going to be something else. No. I, mean, I talk about a very profound experience in in adoration where I was praying for a healing for my child and for years, for years and just praying over and over again. And I heard a voice, whether it was mine, his, doesn't matter, made an impact. And it was, and then what? You know, so if Uh I do this, and then what? And I thought, I don't want to waste this suffering. I really don't. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to, you know, feel shame for having joy when, when there's hurting, because you brought up the humor and I'll just say that's a grace. That's a gift. My whole family's super funny. I think we're just funny people. We see the funny, but look at the, look at the joyful mysteries of the rosary. They're kind of sad. Yes. <laughs> they're sort of pretty awful. So they're right there. Joy and sorrow, right? Laughter and crying. I can be laughing one minute. And you, that expression, you know, when you're brought to tears, joyful tears, it's because Pain and sorrow are there together. And you know what? We, anybody that's watching, that's walking through something that feels like, well, I can't be joyful because that's disrespecting almost the person in pain or the suffering itself. No, no. And, and, and laughter and joy. Let me tell you, that is one of our greatest weapons against the enemy. Absolutely. Smile on your face and you be joyful. So can you imagine, Allison, just a world that's suffering, that's a mess, that's broken, but that's joyful and rejoicing mm-hmm. because we know that it's serving purpose. There is no saint. Show me the saint that didn't suffer. They don't exist. No, and that's don't. what we want to be saints. And we want to save souls and we want to get to heaven. This is how. So let's do it well. And let's do it with Our Lady. And let's imitate her virtues and echo her words of how and not why. And then we get the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Then we get a crown. Who doesn't want a 
crown. <laughs> I'm I'm totally expecting a crown, a, a tiara. I don't need a whole crown. I'm good with the tiara. Tiara's good too. I kind of want a whole crown. <laughs> I kind of like the little dainty tiara. I'm expecting the cutest ball gown ever and a table filled with all the foods that my 14 allergies no longer allow me to eat. This is all I'm asking of heaven. I'm not asking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I want a crown and maybe just, you know, just to be left alone for a little while. <laughs> and I just want to say one little word about joy before we wrap it up today. I'm talking today with Laura Phelps. We're talking about our new book, Sweet Cross, A Marian Guide to Suffering, out now from our Sunday visitor. It is out now, right? It is out. It's right here. It um, just a little thing about joy, because I just so uh, godsidence a total. Yesterday, Laura, I was talking about joy. Um, I was talking about the joyful mysteries and how they are totally intermingled with sorrow. Like there's no way of separating them. But the difference is 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 understanding the definition of joy. Joy is that understanding that regardless of your situation, God is God and he loves you and you are under his care. Happiness is fleeting. It is a different emotion. And sometimes we have a tendency to put them together. They are not. Joy is this virtue, this gift from God that is unshakable that Mary held uh, for me as the greatest example. Like that's the joy I want, that nothing can shake my faith and my hope in God. Amen. So with that, I always ask my authors who visit, and I'm so grateful that you came today, Laura. It was so good to see you. It was way too long in between I visits. Um, is, and you've, you've kind of alluded to it, but I just want to give you a chance to kind of say it again. What is your hope for the person who picks up Sweet Cross? What is it that you would love to see them at least walk away with one thing from it? I would love for them to walk away knowing that their suffering is not in vain, mm. that it serves the most beautiful purpose in their lives, that if there's anything that they could do well, anything, it would be to suffer well. Because at the end of the day, Allison, when this life is over, when this life is over, I think it's I don't know if it's St. Louis de Montfort or is it Thomas Kempis says like, and what will there be that we wished that we hadn't suffered for the sake of heaven, for the sake of heaven. That's powerful. So just, I hope it changes the lens for many, many people to look at their suffering as something sweet and just to, and to get to know mama Mary, you know, get get close to her because she's going to bring us to Jesus. And without the relationship, without the connection, like I say, it sounds harsh, but honestly, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> like, we can't really? do it. We cannot do yes. it without him. We cannot do it without him. So, no. yeah, I recommend, I really do. It is a book that was, it's very close to my heart. It's very personal. It felt like a huge risk. And so I want it in everybody's hands. I really wow. do. I, I feel like it is something that can really help everybody, families and communities in the world. And for somebody who has anxiety and is sometimes, I hate the word triggered, but I am by, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I felt so much calm, so much peace, so much hope and, 
and really um, kind of these steps to go forward and, and to really find my cross is sweet. So thank you for having the courage, Laura, mm. to put this into words. I, again, I highly recommend uh, everyone look into it, check it out. You can email me. I'll give you more information. There are some pretty powerful stories that Laura shares, and I really hope that you will um, embrace this beautiful book, Sweet Cross. Laura, how can we purchase it and how can we keep following you? I just, I love your, you know, I love your sense of humor, but I also really love your faith and I want more people to, to know more about you. I would love that. I would love to share with as many people as possible. So I do have a website, which is lauramaryphelps.com. And if you go there, you can reach a blog. You can click on my Patreon tab. I've got a Patreon page. You can purchase my book off of my website, both Victoria's Secret and Sweet Cross. You can also go to Amazon. You can go to OSV Bookstore. You can go to the Barnes & Noble website, and you can find me pretty much. I kind of live on Instagram, uh, Laura underscore M underscore Phelps. Excellent. I'll have all those links in our show notes. I thank you again, Laura Phelps, for joining me today. What fun. Great. It was a pleasure to spend this time with you. Her book again is Sweet Cross, A Marian Guide to Suffering, out now from our Sunday visitor. And I'll have the links in the show notes. You have been listening to A Seeking Heart with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. God bless. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.